Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. For the longest time, I've thought about one thing, being the World Wrestling Federation champion again and again and again. Sure, Psycho Sid is six foot nine, but I can promise you one thing, you will be excellently executed by the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. If I want one thing, I want that title. You're standing in my way. I don't care! Because I am a man. Man world. Welcome, everyone! It's the Cold Holy Classic Retro Reactions to In Your House It's Time, a Cultaholic Classic Review. <laughs> corporation production and it is time because it's been a long time long time we shouldn't have left you a liar don't mean to step to we're back in 1996 the tail end the vinegar strokes of what have been an interesting year in the world wrestling federation and we're going to watch a show together who be we ivy fake geordie radio presenter without portfolio tom campbell joined by the mulligans of my o'hair back once again with the ill behavior clive fuck from hold and give aka jackie orlando jackie how you doing i can't believe you said vinegar strokes so soon <laughs> into it <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all right. I'm repulsed, but I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> I have that effect on a lot of people. Mm. This is going out. So this is a long time coming. We had a few. <laughs> we've had a nightmare trying to get this recorded. <laughs> An absolute nightmare trying to get this together. But it's together. We're here. Yeah. You're yeah. hearing it. And as a little special Brucey bonus, right? Because of the nature of how this has been delayed, you are listening to this on my birthday. Ooh. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tom. 40. Fuck. <laughs> um, all I need to know, is, are you taking the day off? Because if you're not, I am going to fucking flatter you. <laughs> of course you're not, are you? Of course I, you're not. There's, there's no, there's no, look, I've got, I've got a lovely evening planned. I've got a lovely daytime <laughs> planned. Um, far as I know. I'll be doing a little bit of stuff, but then I'll be enjoying the day, <laughs> enjoying the weekend. Plenty of time to enjoy being 40, if there is any 40 to enjoy. 
I mean, you've got at least 365 days. It's 366. It's the leap year, isn't it? Oh. oh, God, plenty of them. But look, enough of that frivolity. <laughs> I'm sure I'll moan about how old I'm getting as we watch in your house. It's time. How are you, Jackie Orlando? Uh, all right. That's a funny noise you make. Because <laughs> um, that's how I'm feeling, a bit like a kind of like bothered sheep. Um <laughs> Yeah, all right. We've 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 had a we've had a trying few weeks in our in our industry. I'll say that much. But um, yeah, I had a bit of an anxious day yesterday. I'm all right today. I've got some special CBD coffee because I'm one of them gimps and uh, ready ready for the time that is its time because it's time for it to be the time that it's time. <laughs> I'm sorry you had an anxious day yesterday in what has been a a trying week and a bit in our industry. <laughs> Oh, I mean, they just happen sometimes, you know, something just sets me off. Sometimes I don't realize it and it snowballs. I'm just like, oh, bloody hell, this doesn't feel quite right. But mm. what of a duck's back? A very sexy duck, may I add. <laughs> and you will go quackers for our watch along of In Your House, It's Time. Which... <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, 40 years, man and boy. Which um, we will be watching on the WWE Network for as long as we've got it. Uh, if you're listening in the future, the yeah. WWE Network was how we used to watch WWE before it all absorbed into Netflix. So we and we and we were getting those bumpers saying, "Do you want to watch the crowd instead?" Uh, <laughs> the, like, no, I want to watch Sunday Night Heat from 1999. You fuckers! <laughs> are you sure you want to watch metal? Uh, <laughs> are you still watching Jacked? <laughs> Good old Netflix. Uh, that if you're in the future, welcome. And if you're in the present be present so find in your house it's time on the wwe network here's the thing right you know how we often complain about how janky the network is to find to find anything on here now they've made it as difficult as possible to Mm. right i'm gonna give some credit where credit is due i went to the wwe network i typed in the search bar in your house it's time it came up straight away (laughs) Oh, fantastic. <laughs> you know, there's one in the positive column for the WWE Network in 2024. Yes, well done on the network. Do it working properly <laughs> for that one occasion. Thank you. Credit where it's due. You can do the same. Go find it and get ready because we're going to watch it together. Once you find it, we'll give you a second to do that right now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Right, Jackie Orlando as a special birthday treat. For me, now I'm 40. We're going to watch a very middle-of-the-road pay-per-view from 1996. It's called In Your House. It's time, and it's time to press go. <laughs> <coughs> You've missed these, haven't you? You've missed the energy. Oh, the, fuck me. Yeah. The palpable energy. <laughs> what a birthday treat. It's what young Tom would have wanted to watch In Your House. It's time on his 40th. Here we go. And we're all going to press play together in three, <laughs> two, one, play. The World Wrestling Federation, the tornado sweeping up as we begin in your house. It's time. Uh, Jackie Atkins, let's see if we've been, you've been paying attention. Do you know why it was called It's Time to begin with? Um, because it's time for wrestling to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as far as I am where Tom Hieronymus Campbell, um, Vader was originally being figured into the kind of main event scene, but obviously he uh, is, is, is pushed and really happened, did it? No, they, they, they have to give the names of these shows so far in advance that they thought, oh, this will be the show where Vader challenges for the world title, or by, mm. by this point, Vader will be the world champion, so this could be his pay-per-view, and that push just dissolved into the sewer and they, but they've already named the pay-per-view. So they're going to keep it. It's time and try and shoehorn sin Brett into the concept of it's time. That's the story. Well, why not? It is, it is time for Sid and Brett to have a, a handsome man competition. A handsome man competition. There we go. I got your message that you messaged me just so we become professional. Professional. So, as opposed Jack, to me looking terrified like that fella on BBC News that time. Jack Atkins sent me a message saying, don't want to mention it on the podcast, but I can't hear the audio. So I quickly changed it and I thought I won't acknowledge it. And then I did. Yeah. And, and Tom was actually putting uh, more words into my mouth there. I think I just put no audio. <laughs> audio. <laughs> fucked. No. <laughs> Is he even? Of course he's on the card. Oh, I can't. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> our, our one trick pony is in the house. <laughs> and what a trick he does. Who's that man behind Vince McMahon with the muscles? Oh, he's gone now. <laughs> Hi, Sonny. Want to wrestle? Says the sign. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Very perverted, in, very perverted man indeed. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, what can we say anymore, Tom? What can we say? We can say all of the things. It's Sunday, December the 15th, 1996. <laughs> We are in the West Palm Beach Auditorium in Florida. Uh, just a stone's throw away from West Palm Beach itself. Uh, it was sold in the late 90s, this, this facility, as uh, the greatest wrestler of all time, Al Snow, walks towards the ring. Uh, it was sold in the late 90s, this arena, to the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society and is now used mainly by Jehovah's Witnesses. Wow, it's just a giant uh, temple. Uh, a meeting area and 
It's now called yeah. the West Palm Beats Convention Centre, uh, now used for assemblies and conventions. Very, very nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. It is, rather. Al Snow embarking on a singles run now because Marty Janetti has fucked up his leg and he is out and we won't see Janetti for many years now. We, we won't see him until just he turns up on Nitro for some reason. So so say my clairvoyant powers. Oh, I didn't know. I'd not heard of this Nitro. <laughs> what is this Nitro that you speak of? Forget forget Nitro. Here, here's a fl- flash. <laughs> it's flashing us again. <laughs> now... <laughs> So, uh, before the show has started, I'll let you know, we had a dark match. We had uh, Rocky Maivia beating Salvatore Sincere via DQ, because Jim Cornette got involved. So, the Great. future, yeah, future yeah. WWE board of director, uh, board member Rocky Maivia in the dark match on this particular show. That was a mad bit of news last week, wasn't it? Yeah, that, well, that, for how the sausage was made, that broke um, literally for- minutes before we were meant to do this podcast so yeah and then, uh, so, so tom tom had to get into the news helicopter and he uh he flew it to a field and was just like oh the rock's back and he's called the rock again i was like he wasn't called the rock i was like no he wasn't called the rock well it was uh it was that oh there's there's, there's someone else who's been talked about a lot this week uh so it was that day <laughs> when we were set to record so the rock news came down he's on the board of directors like, right we'll mm-hmm. get this video done and then we'll crack on a bit later than expected and then 10 minutes later oh by the way raw's moving to netflix <laughs> next year I was like what That's yeah madness so we'll have to put this on hold unfortunately because we've got to sort this shit out and I'd, I'd necked a coffee, so I'm just lying there with all this extra energy. Thinking, what, lying there? May as well have been lying on the floor. Just thinking, I've got all this extra energy. I might just, I might just shit myself to prove a point. <laughs> I wish you had done. That would have been hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, it would have been wonderful. I think it goes without saying that I, I do have an adverse effect on people I work with because I know yourself, Sam Driver, and sometimes Matthew Gregg will insist on having a big coffee before working with me. <laughs> because they're aware that I am basically a runaway horse when it comes to podcasts. Like I've said, I've seen how you prepare porridge, Tom, and nothing <laughs> shocks me anymore. So I haven't made that in a while, actually. I might do it as a treat for my birthday. <laughs> I think it would be healthier to eat a whole birthday cake. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Might buy a whole birthday cake. <laughs> By the time you hear this, I might have eaten a whole birthday cake. But Tom, you uploaded this at 7am on your birthday. Did I stutter? Exactly. Tom's eaten a whole birthday cake and I've shit me pants. <laughs> it's just, it's what we come to expect from the classic Raw review. <laughs> so like this, this watch along has been fucking weeks in the making nearly a month in the making because uh i'm trying to think so there was that we were meant to do this yesterday yeah and i got back from the hooked on wrestling cultaholic watch party with uh with our good friend fred Ottman, aka tugboat slash typhoon slash a shopmaster <laughs> and somehow i had no voice left couldn't figure out why and then uh it was only when I looked back on the evening, realised I spent the night on hosting on a stage, 
And then the rest of the evening into the early hours, drinking beer and shouting multiple times, here we go! At the loud screen. <laughs> How was the Rumble? Uh, uh, like, event, uh, the event and the actual Rumble, because I've, of course, I've not watched it. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Event was wonderful. A big thanks to our friends at Hooked on Wrestling. Uh, Rob and Paul put on a, a brilliant show. Uh, uh, Box Park Wembley is a fabulous venue for it as well. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's got nice seats and tables, and there's all kinds of food available all around. I was having a lovely time. <laughs> like I was like there was, and, and a few of them stayed open during the rumble. So I managed to. I think that's why I didn't have a hangover the next day because I had multiple pints bought for me, which is very kind. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, little cheesy chip place was still open till like four a.m. So I had uh, I had some of that. Just keep me ticking over. So. It was great. It was lovely to meet Tuggers on and uh, have a chat with him on the uh, uh, with with the Hooked on Wrestling fraternity, and he, we did a lovely Q and A where we actually asked him about the the truth behind Sheik Tugboat. Sheik Tugboat. You not heard this urban legend? No, I have not. The rumor has it that. Had Sergeant Slaughter not been chosen to to become an Iraqi sympathizer, uh, the the heel term was going to go to Fred Ottman, who was tugboat, and he was going to become an Iraqi sympathizing boat, essentially, <laughs> called Sheik Tugboat. Uh, it became a bit of an urban legend, and Math was like, "Oh, pal, could you ask him about it?" And I was like, "Of course, I of course I will. I've got no shame." And uh, we 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 broached the subject. And he kind of answered it, but didn't answer it. So he's he's kept the mystery alive somewhat. But he was like, yeah, there were some wild things that were suggested for me. And uh, heel term was one of them. And I didn't want to, you know, I preferred, you know, being a fan favorite and all this. I said, so is it true? Well, there was a lot of crazy things. Was it true, Fred? You Damn tell it, me right Fred. now, Uncle Fred. <laughs> tell me now, Fred. I'll kick this stool away. Uh, I did it, by the way. Um, so he was he was lovely. He was a dream. There was a it was a cos there was cosplay all night as well. So there was about nine people dressed as tugboat. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Getting> amazing! <laughs> he loved it as well. He bloody loved it. <laughs> like a big table of tuggers. <laughs> it was fabulous. Did he um? D- did you notice? Did he like react when Cody won? Because obviously he's he's Cody's uncle, isn't he? Now uh, I d- I wasn't with him when that happened, so mm. I couldn't tell you. I know he was there for a lot of the rumble. I don't know. I didn't see him at the end, but I couldn't tell you. I know he was very excited about Cody being in the rumble when we talked about it. Oh, Flashman, what are you doing? Oh, there's some, there's some on, I um, <laughs> he was he was very he was very excited for Cody being hmm. in the rumble, which was because uh, obviously now there's the, the family the family affair in it. Uh, so we talked about that a bit. He was lovely. And then just lots of nice people who came along to watch the Rumble on the big screen. And there were lots of people there who followed the, the bollocks that, that we do at Cultaholic for a long time and were very grateful for, for you if you came up. And uh, I had lots of random but lovely people buying me beer. So I was <laughs> pleasantly so Which is probably why I spent the night shouting, here we go! <laughs> Whenever anyone came Fucking out in the Rumble. <laughs> yes, it's Lillian Garcia. Come on! <laughs> I got so it was. Uh, I spent a lot of the rumble. Uh, I, I worked. The, I worked. Walked around a little bit. Sat with different people, but spent a lot of time with Adam Pearson, who is uh, become a, a Sundance Film Festival darling. 
and he's working. He's got a brand new film coming out. He's with his showbiz mate Sebastian Stan. Uh, so mm. it was nice to spend some time with Adam Pearson. And uh, and lots of other lovely people that came along. Oh, Jesus! Mm. Come on, lads! It's opening match. I'm in your house. Calm down. C W. We got in at um, we we got back to our hotel room. Uh, Math and I shared a hotel room. Lovely. Math and I shared a hotel room. They put us they put us in a big king bed together. So that was uh, that took our friendship to a whole new level. Uh, so we uh, we got back to our hotel room at about half five in the morning. Oof. And our alarm was set for 10 a.m. So I had a full night's sleep. So I was fine. And uh, <laughs> you were up at seven. It was all right. It was seven to three podcasts. Yeah. And I actually, my alarm went off at seven and I went, yeah, I'll do some work tomorrow. And so I did, they did stop on that particular occasion. And then uh, we're all very bleary eyed. Uh, I sort of fell asleep into a, a loomy wrap on the train, on the train back to Newcastle. <laughs> Oh. It was a, it was a great it was a great day it was a great twenty four hours it was a blur but oh I love watching the rumble with people rumble's my favourite show and it was generally the rumble itself I thought was a really a two really good rumbles it might be sort of biased because I was surrounded by nice people who were watching it with me so it might be a bit of bias on that side but I really enjoyed both rumbles I thought the women's rumble on the whole with the exception of the closing stretch in the men's was probably better than the men's rumble this year I thought there was. Uh, it was it was a more, a more a more exciting rumble if i had to watch one of those two again and only one i'd probably watch the women's one yeah the the, the consensus i've been hearing is yeah a lot of people are very high on the women's one and then mixed reactions to the men's uh, one of the criticisms i did see was there wasn't enough surprises in the men's but i i prefer that because if if I'm watching the Rumble, I want to get invested in the fact that it's just like they're all fighting for the main event at WrestleMania i don't want to be like oh fucking Jimmy, oh, could he be going against Triple H for the world title? No, of course he's fucking not. Ooh, good Hornswoggle main event WrestleMania 40. No, of course he's not. Let's, let's, let's not fuck around here. Let's have the heavy hitters. Let's... So I'm all right with that. There was a lot of storyline stuff that w- that was fine. Like Sami Zayn coming out at the end. I thought, that was lovely. Make a note, D-Lo Brown. Mm. Um, <laughs> take notes. He's backstage with the with the with the nation going, hmm, that's a good move. I'll make it over that one. Exactly how he said it as well. But uh, yeah, He's there was very well a softly spoken man is Dilo Brown. I would write that down. I loved seeing Jordan Grace in the women's rumble. That was sensational. And do you know what the, yeah. the, the greatest compliment that I've heard her paid was she just looked at home in there. Didn't look yeah. weird. It did it just looked like she belongs. Yeah. My only fear was that, um, not not even a fear, like I, I don't want to see Jordan go anywhere at the moment just because the TNA women's division is good, but they've already lost Diana Prato and Naomi. I'm just like, if, if you can keep hold of Jordan for an, another year or two and then rebuild the division around her and then, you know, let her go where she wants to go because I think she's still in a maybe late 20s these kids today they're all so young <laughs> i know right livid bastards but yeah she's yeah she has um i'm pretty sure she's got a, a a contract with tna for a while yeah so and and wwe knows she's on the radar so there's going to be no rush i think they know what she can do oh lovely Ooh. trouble in paradise kind of sort of thing very nicely done jay cargill looked like 
big fucking bag of money. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched their entrance. I'm surprised to see that they've kept their theme intact. They've kept everything. Ooh. Uh, they've, ke they've kept everything for the power. But, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to watch it because it usually, usually like uh, long time listeners to this will know that I don't watch much WWE anymore. But I usually go out my way to see the Rumble. But just this weekend, I was just like, Do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit around and be sad about Jurgen Klopp leaving. So, uh, oh mate, yeah, I know. Right. I, I didn't want to bring it up. Lovely moonsault. <laughs> Not by Jurgen Klopp, obviously. I bet he could do one if he wanted. It but, could, uh, it could. Yeah. Did that, was that? I, I mean, I, you've mentioned it now, so the floodgate is open. Was that? Mm. Was that really out of nowhere, Jurgen? I mean, yeah. this will be more. You'll have probably better discourse about it on hold and give. But um, yeah, it was a. Uh, it, it was out of nowhere Friday afternoon. So obviously, the stuff had come out about um, Vince McMahon Thursday night. So is that why it, you left? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was just like, Do you know what. He's a fucking horrible old twat. I'm off. Um, so that came out. That came out Thursday night, and Aiden, like an absolute trooper, wrote it all up. He went through the entire court documents and wrote it all up. And obviously, yourself and uh, the, the rest of the news team on, on video and audio, absolute sterling job for everyone involved. Because um, I was talking to Aiden about it. Like he said, we weren't the first, but he wanted to be accurate. And I said, that's all that matters to me. It doesn't matter if we're first. if you can be first to like kind of dissect and get it out there bonus but you'd rather be accurate than quick um so then friday morning i was reading through all that and i was like this is horrible and then as i was just like kind of getting adjusted and writing all the fluffy bits for the for the website that day uh i just got uh, my phone started blowing up in the group chat just like ah so jürgen's going i was like well that's me not doing any more work for the rest of the day now i'm <laughs> Oh, mate. Was there any... Yeah. Was it, why is he gone? I've not he's been paying attention to this discourse. He's knackered. He's just, just knackered. really tired. Yeah. Just wants to have a big sleep. Yeah. bit like you, Tommy, taking the leaf out of your book. <laughs> just sit on a train with a halloumi wrap and fall asleep. The dream. It's all we aspire to. Uh, yeah, it, it just... I When... Um, it's one of those things where when football news sort of leaks into the general discourse and people go, that's actually a big deal that he's going because he's, mm. he's done so much for him. And, uh, and there's no chance of him being talked back for just like a, a victory lap for a year or anything. Is it just like, nah, but Yeah, pretty much. He's, he's just, uh, he's, he's announced his intentions and he's getting off. And it's, it's a bit weird because <laughs> even though it's, it's just football and, he, you know, Life is more important than football. Uh, this bit is just kind of like a hush over the city. I was out for dinner with friends Friday night to um, some old work friends celebrating 15 years of their business. And at the end, they went, we're all here for one reason, and that's for Jürgen Norbert Klopp. And it was like a wake. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. <laughs> all just couple united in your misery Yeah. on that yeah. particular occasion. <laughs> uh, expect more talk about that on Hold and Give on the uh, uh on the on the podcast mm. don't hold and give wherever you get your podcast from it's it's clive fuck and it's ross tweddle talking footy thank thank you thank you tom i'll send you that tether on paypal thank you very much appreciate it um we had flash <laughs> funker at leaf cassidy there now day belter in the wrestling observer says quote these two did a lot of high risk spots as far as working cohesively together it was a disappointment i thought considering that we talked all over it because we're having a big catch-up i thought it was a really good match yeah it's 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 one of the like 
this isn't an accurate real thing, but it's it's kind of like Al Snow was the Dolph Ziggler of the nineties. You got someone coming in, put them in there against Al, and let them do their thing. I thought they looked sound, especially for nineteen ninety six opening opening the card. Yeah, I think yeah for as you say for ninety six, and as the openers, yeah, great. I think Dave was harsh. Dave was very harsh. You bastard, um, Dave. So apologies for not putting the respect on the name of uh, of, of Charles Skaggs and our boy Alan Sarvan. Big love to you all, all the same. <laughs> Meanwhile, there he is. There oh, he him. is. Look at him. His hair's looking resplendent. And I'm not talking about Kevin Kelly. <laughs> He read off a sheet. <laughs> He's definitely reading. He's definitely <laughs> reading, wasn't he? Well, let me tell you something, Razor, you bastard. Uh, what was that say? <laughs> Cut to back. No, shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, Razor and Diesel. Next page. <laughs> Coming next is uh, Royal Rumble. Book your tip. Oh, sh- <laughs> I wrote this promo down on a piece of paper, right? Eggs, bacon. Cheese. Oh, no. That's my shopping list. <laughs> that means I've given oh, no. my promo to Diana. <laughs> Should be a Tesco by now. And I'm going to batter all you Muppets. What? <laughs> Written in crayon. <laughs> I bought the batter, Davy, like you asked me <laughs> But I, I couldn't get a metric ton of fuck. <laughs> They only did. They only did sixty gram bags. <laughs> they only had ten. <laughs> I'd love it if Bulldog had said at some point a metric ton of fuck. <laughs> metric ton That's of fuck. Why well, we never got that Davy Boy Smith Indies run in the early two thousands? Denied. Absolutely like, I, fucking I'm ima- denied. I'm now imagining the British Bulldog in Chikara being like, you, you big ass cream swat. I'll, I'll fucking I'll hobble you. <laughs> I'm here tonight in Chikara and I'm going to fight ice cream bastards. <laughs> And then, you know, there's, uh, I saw an ant as well, and I thought that's a bit frightening, but if, uh, you know, I'll just throw a kettle at them. <laughs> Here I am on the indie circuit. You think I'm fucking thick? You smell honour without a you, you stupid <laughs> bastards. Ring of Honour Blackman. We're here tonight to celebrate a queen. <laughs> you know, Honour Blackman. Steve's sister. <laughs> Steve Galore, my favourite. <laughs> so that's, that's that's our character this week, Davy Boy Smith, indie hero. <laughs> indie darling. Someone, someone tell Ian Rotten I'm still waiting for me handshake and hot dog, this <laughs> tight bastard. He's so tight, he didn't even give me the handshake. Well, these, these guys aren't 45 or 50 years 
Uh, <laughs> all right, here I am. So <laughs> it's good to be here in uh, wherever the fuck I am. Where's the hard cam? What do you mean we're not taping it? What's the point? <laughs> Davidi? What's a Davidi? <laughs> Why are you putting it on a CD ROM? What's this? This is in Carter 95. <laughs> oh! <coughs> <coughs> Cibernetico and Piroth. I can't believe that the, the, the stars of AAA are here as we're talking about in Carter 95. <laughs> what do you expect? That's exactly how we roll. So as it stands at the moment, the plan is that the Royal... Oh, easy, lads. Come Ooh. on. It's like the ECW invasion, but not. So the plan is um, that... The Royal Rumble 97 at the Elbow Dome uh, is going to be a joint promotion with AAA. So they're yeah. obviously starting to, to plant some seeds for that here. Yeah, it was in the newsletter. That the idea I got is that the non-televised undercard will basically be a AAA show. And then when the cameras come on, it's a WWF show with Middle Masker ass not knowing the rules of a rumble. I know we were doing some, some proper wrestling discussion there, but I just have to interrupt because Davey had a look on his face as if to say, all right, Scott. <laughs> you look different. Have you had a haircut? <laughs> Do you remember that thing that we did last, last year where we all went on the, on the road together? Do you remember, Scott? <laughs> you, <laughs> you said we were like brothers and I haven't seen hair nor fucking hard of you. <laughs> So to sound like hello Davy. <laughs> hey, I've got some stories to tell you about my run on the indie scene. <laughs> How do I get to mid south? See the south <laughs> or the middle? <laughs> How is there a mid south? RWA <laughs> Dover, it used to be called. RWA <laughs> Dover. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh. Steve Benetico was taking his mask off. It was Steve Austin all along. <laughs> I love all the shit they're throwing at this match just to distract. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> you get here, you bald prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing this for Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. They don't like you. Come on, Kev. Come on, Scott. Join in. I battered you once, Warlord. I'll batter you again. <laughs> he means it's the Warlord. Yeah, you're not so tough for that, you fucking scepter. Full Nelson, more like fuck Nelson. Piss off. <laughs> more like full bastard. Fuck off. <laughs> just imagine if now just start swearing like a fuck you. He's like, two world wars and one world cup, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so not Lord Nelson, Davey. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where's a plastic garden chair when you need one? <laughs> <laughs> Owen Hart in uh, oh, by the way if you are watching along with us good luck uh, 26 <laughs> minutes and 20 21 22 uh, 23 uh, and it's uh, it's Razor throwing Diesel Razor throwing Owen and getting him with a lovely old clothesline Rick Bogner in fine form here tonight yeah I, I've always felt bad for Bogner because it's not his fault that he was asked to be Razor Ramon. 
Who was it that I was talking about this week, or maybe last week, that was trained by Rick Bogner? Somebody I mentioned in a video that was trained by Rick Bogner. Spike Dudley, no. I mean, it, it could have been Spike Dudley. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the videos that we put out recently, and I'm gonna see if I can. Bret Hart, it was Bret Hart. Oh, it was always Bret Hart. <laughs> always gonna be Bret Hart. Somebody was trained by Rick Bogner. I Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Oh. Mmm. There you go. Is that why Tony Khan was going mental every week? He was like, I don't respect this fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> he was getting it. I mean, I, uh, time of recording. Uh, well done to Tony Khan for staying very quiet on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very proud of him. I, I, I just think someone's just changed his Twitter password. Yeah. I mean, his, his drafts list must be a bin fire. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? Just just, just wild rantings and ramblings. <laughs> and another thing! <laughs> Buy more wrestlers. <laughs> I'm going to have a look through my um, notes. I'm going to look for my drafts because I'm intrigued now. Um... You might have boring. Mine are all just notes for interviews, and then there's a bit about my wedding speech. <laughs> right. I can't read out because it's it's slowly being prepared over a year. Um, and then apparently I've, I've got a quote on here with uh, from from my from Alex's granddad. The only scotch you can mix with Booth is in a bottle. Oh. And I've got, I've got, I've got one note on here that just says "footsteps on soil, open wooden crate, owl." <laughs> what would that have been for? Are they sound effects? They have to be sound effects. That's it. There were sound effects for a for a thing I was working on for for BBC Sounds with Alex. They're sound effects. <laughs> Well, I, I've opened my drafts on Twitter, and one of them just says, don't know how Gromit put up with that knobhead Wallace. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Made the mistake of listening to Purple Rain this morning, and now I have to have sex with my desk. <laughs> Enough, enough. <laughs> oh, mine are all boring. Mine are just, <laughs> mine aren't as excited as yours. I mean, <laughs> we should, we need to do something where we deep in, delve into your drafts because I feel like they're far more interested than mine are. Oh, that's, God, I know. Um, in my actual notes, uh, there's it just there's just one that just says Gonzo Magaluf. That a name I came up with. <laughs> I believe that was uh, that was the, your idea for a a luchador. <laughs> Gonzo Magalos. 
He comes out dressed as the great Gonzo, a little cape and a chicken that he's had sex with. And uh, he's, he's, he's from Magalhães. I mean, the name pretty much says it all, which is what you want from a gimmick, really. It just tells the full story. Exactly. Like my favorite wrestler, uh, the, 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 the Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> was he played to the ring by the Stranglers? <laughs> he was. And his finishing move was a flying elbow. Um, yeah. <laughs> eight out of ten. Bulldog with a... Neither running, but power slam. <laughs> oh, Shays a Hogan. He thinks he's Hogan. Great. <laughs> Real American, except I'm from Wigan. <laughs> I am a f- real American from Wigan. In my head, I'm, I've, I've now decided that um, Bulldog's running power slam now has the name The Flash Pub. Um, but that's just, <laughs> that's just what it's called. <laughs> What's it called? It's the Flat Roof Pub. The Flat Roof Pub. Because <laughs> there's nothing more terrifying and wigger than a Flat Roof Pub. <laughs> oh, bloody hellfire. Everyone's gone. <coughs> I'm a British Bulldog. I am an indie superstar. Uh, next week, I make my debut for uh, in, in Mexico for... Ah! <laughs> Weird name, just screaming. I was meant to wrestle for Cum. I was meant to wrestle. Oh, to wrestle for Cum Cum Cumul. Cum Cumul. Cumul. But I went to R instead. Davy's face. Davy's face during that pin. He looked fucking terrified during that pin. Then he was like, "Oh, what am I doing?" I think he's just relieved it's over. Oh, <laughs> that was that was wonderful because the camera was so close in that it looked like Bulldog just fell over. <laughs> we didn't see Austin. Oh, Vic had fallen. <laughs> oh, Vic had fallen. <laughs> he was so shocked that he won, he just collapsed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am here for Austin versus Bulldog. Come on. I mean, it's it's the match that could define the nineties, Tom. God, oh, give me give me Austin Bulldog, you cowards, you cowards! <laughs> Still called your your wife never after a cup of tea. She clearly makes shit tea if it goes cold quite often. Ah, how about you? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, you call me. Like, call like me hot milk British Steve Bulldog. Austin. Cup of soup, Steve Austin. <laughs> they call me Davy Boy Ovaltine Smith. Oh. <laughs> Ovaltine. <laughs> Nothing's wrong, it's fine. It's just Bulldog getting a shoe in. Everything's fine. <laughs> I remember my wife saying to me, I was trying to think of a name, and she said, oh, shut up, Davey. Drink your Horlicks before it gets a head on it. <laughs> so that makes me head on it, British Bulldog. <laughs> uh, 
This is, oh, I love, I love these. They're clearly in a gazebo at a wedding and only three people know how to work the computers. <laughs> Tell them that they're a twat lol. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Have you seen this one? He's got an afro, but he's a ninja. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is so good. Oh, it's adorable. Tell them, tell him that he's a dickhead. <laughs> God, love, I love, I love, love, love. It's, 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 I like early day tables when they're still figuring stuff out. <laughs> oh, Ahmed's in. Mm. We're getting all the boys tonight. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, lovely tracksuit for Armour Johnson. He's not wrestling tonight. I don't think he's quite ready to return yet, is he? Just... How long's it he been out for? Uh, he went wild, out he? around SummerSlam time, so about four yeah, or five yeah. months. So they're building towards his comeback where he's going to beat up Farouk. And since, I mean, think about this, right? He's been out for so long that Farouk has changed gimmick in the time he's been away. <laughs> yeah, because Farouk debuted in Jinnah Johnson and had changed his gimmick completely. Now, is Ahmed wearing a bomb bag or is it just a standard tracksuit? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> He has to have a bum bag, surely. He has to have a bum bag. It's 1996. Where else would he keep his pogs? <laughs> Up his ass. Farouk tried. Yeah, there is a bum bag. We got a bum bag. <laughs> right. New quiz. What's in Ahmed's bum bag? Um, pogs. Pogs, uh, mini roll, uh, and some change. <laughs> Take what we'll do. Have you ever played the I went on holiday game? No. So when you you say, I went on holiday and I took with me this. And then someone has to say, I went on holiday and I took this and this. And then the other person has to go, I went on holiday and I took this and that and this. So you have to keep saying the items until you can't remember them anymore. Okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, so if I say... I went on, I say, I looked in Ahmed Johnson's bum bag and I found some pogs. Then you'll say, <laughs> I looked at, I looked in Ahmed Johnson's bum bag and I found some pogs and lint. I looked in Ahmed Johnson's bum bag and I found pogs, some lint and a, a small commemorative spoon. Oh, for fuck's sake. I looked in Ahmed Johnson's bum bag and I found pogs, some lint, a small commemorative spoon and a hard boiled. <laughs> I looked in Arbor Johnson's bum bag and I found some pogs, some lint, a commemorative spoon, a boiled egg, and a, a, an old bus ticket. <laughs> I looked in Arbor Johnson's bum bag and I found pogs, some lint, a small commemorative spoon, a boiled egg, an old bus ticket, and an ocarina. <laughs> I looked in Arbor Johnson's bum bag and I found pogs, some lint, a commemorative spoon, a boiled egg, an old bus ticket, 
the fuck? Yes, you, yes. You win. You win. You win this. You win this round of. I looked at Arvid Johnson's bum bag. <laughs> there will be blood. <coughs> Meanwhile, there's Farouk, who's gone. I looked at Arvid Johnson's bum bag, and I found <laughs> some lint. I found, <laughs> found a test tube filled with piss. <laughs> Just in case. I like the idea of the nation being like in the crowd, though. Nice. <laughs> crowd into your going down. Ahmed's still over. But... Now, in that in that scene, we obviously we were playing a very important game of I looked at Armin Johnson's <laughs> bum bags. We missed it, uh, but uh, Farouk referred to Armin Johnson as Uncle Tom. Ooh. Which is a term originally from the Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier food, Frazier food feud, uh, twenty five years ago. At this point, mm. uh, a, a very much an offensive term that I think he wheels out a couple of other times during yeah. this during this tete uh, a tete that they have. See, I've, I've I've heard the slayer Uncle Tom before. I didn't realize it was from Ali Frazier. That's, that's uh, according to Dave Meltzer, but there might be other mm. historical connotations to it. We're now getting a nice video package of the. Uh, the only McMahon that will that will survive in 2024, which is John Paul Levesque. <laughs> so strange, so so strange. The only trace of McMahon, yeah, is, is Triple H. So weird. If you search Vince McMahon on WWE.com, nothing comes up, like at all. I heard they'd been scrubbed. I just thought it was from like the border directors page I didn't realize the whole no if you if you now on the network he's still obviously on there because he's so intrinsically woven into so many stories you can't really cut yeah. him out of them but if you search if you go to wwe.com and search vince mcmahon you get shane you get stephanie and you get vincent j mcmahon wow and nothing else like, he's not even on the alumni section like he's just gone yeah after mm -hmm. after have a look at Steve Austin's as well to see if it mentions his feud with no one. <laughs> Steve Austin has a grudge. <laughs> we obviously have to point out that obviously at this point of time recording, they are allegations against Vince McMahon and that's what they are until they go into a court and, and they'll take it for there. But these are allegations that have been made against uh, uh, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis and WWE. They're allegations until otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Perfect has long gone at this point, but they're still very much referencing him in these bits. Yeah, I'm surprised they're showing him at all, because usually at this point in time, it was like you said, it was like, oh, he, he never worked here. Fucking knobhead. Never met him. Twat. <laughs> Don't even know who he is, like... And then they, yeah, and then they say, right, and they fucked him off afterwards. Yeah. But I've enjoyed his heel. T I've enjoyed watching him grow as a heel. Now he's allowed to win matches again. He's, he's having a lovely time with it. Yeah. And as he's, like, he's still looking at like a blue blood, but it is tweaking. There's extra dimensions to the character. 
yeah, they're adding some bits to him. And, uh, and he feels a bit yeah. more of a real person compared to when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley cutting promos in, in a British accent. <laughs> Hello, old chap. What, what, sport, sport? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, I watched some of the really early stuff. I think uh, Justin Henry and I would have talked about like the really early uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley stuff that they did. And yeah, fake British accent on, on the boy. Lovely sparklers. It's a lovely day. It's it just like like I've, I've said before, I'm a big fan of Mark Merrow. I think he's very underrated, but there's just something that just doesn't work about this run. Well, as we, I think we've talked about it. Vince was hoping that he'd come in and be Johnny Be Bad because that gimmick is yeah, of course, yeah. right in Vince's wheelhouse, that sort of gimmick. Mm. But then when WCW went, no, he's ours, dickhead. So they, they adapted something new for him and... It wasn't a million miles removed from what Johnny B. Bad was, but yeah, it didn't really scan in this era. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. New music. Brilliant. Fucking, it's it, it's such a good wrestle theme. Love that. Ode to Joy now playing Hunter Hearst Helmsley to the ring. This is, I believe, the first time that we get Ode to Joy. Yeah. It's more impactful than... <laughs> he's getting stuff thrown at him. Oh, he's, he's in his pump here. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, because this music just says prick. <laughs> like it mm. by the way if you're watching along with us uh, 44 minutes and 53 54 55 56 it's only a one hour 48 pay-per-view which is a lovely, lovely i enjoyed the fact that the rumble only clocked in at about maybe three and a bit hours i think yeah. I think it was a yeah, it was a four match card, wasn't it? Brilliant. Really tight and bright. A big yeah. fan of that. They're good at that now. Like I, it's, not to sound like a dick because I love my job, but when we divvied up the uh, the reaction streams all those months ago, and uh, and and Fraser and I were put on AEW duty, like fuck you know, <laughs> they uh. They, they, they kill you. They kill you watching them live. Uh, yo, t tell me about it. And I'm, I'm doing a like a four thousand word written report at the same time, and just in between matches, like there's three seconds to have a piss. Not bad. I'm like, oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're trying to write about it, and also, and that's doubly bad for yourself. Doubly bad. It's, it's a, you know, we're very aware that it's still, it's all good, but the fact that. In those shows, there is no, it's all killer, no filler. Yeah. And five hours of just big things happening all the time. So you are just exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, it's, um, like you said, we can't really complain because we still get to watch wrestling for a living, but it is, mm. fuck me. And at least it was, you know, when they used to be on a Saturday night, it was better as well. But now they're on a Sunday as well. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> just ruin my week. Why don't yeah. you, lads? When they, when they announced World's End, my heart sank. I was just like, oh, man. I really wanted a nice little Christmas break. 
I know. It, well, Aiden, Aiden usually just leaves me to it with the AW ones, but he was like, Do you know what? We'll tag team this one. We'll get, so, we, so I just did the play by play and anything that broke, he just did. And we just flung it out, published it. And then the second it ended, I was like, Right, I'm off to bed. He was like, Me too. He was like, See you later. Bye, 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 bye. But then you missed the three hour fucking press conference that followed it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I did a, on the, on the, for World's End, I was on the radio after. So I did, we finished the reactions and I got a taxi straight to the BBC and did six till 10. And I swear to God, mate, at like half eight in the morning, as I'm deep into the show, Tony Khan is still fucking talking. Jesus Christ. We're nearly 12 hours, Tony. It's, yeah, I mean, he must be having some of the same porridge you do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think his porridge has a, one different ingredient to mine. That's right. Sweetener. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you think I meant like... I, I thought it was just sherbet. <laughs> Orange sherbet. 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 <laughs> that first Austin Powers film has held up remarkably well. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, just the silly lines like, "What? He's been decapitated by an angry mutated sea bass." <laughs> just, no, ill-tempered, ill-tempered mutated sea bass. To Smitty. <laughs> I like films that that demonstrate the plight of the henchman by yeah. having real, like real lives, being real people. <laughs> Poor fucker's ran over very slowly by a. Um... What the fuck are they called? Uh, a steamroller. Steamroller, that's it. For some reason, in my head, it was just a giant roll, giant rolling pin. I was like, that's not right. I mean, that's kind of what a steamroller is, so you're forgiven for not quite knowing. We've been watching, um, rewatch of Alex's Choice, rewatching Sex in the City. Ooh. I just, I just called, as I've started calling it, Splamantha. Because <laughs> I forget all their all their names are, so I just call all of them Splamantha. Splamantha. Splamantha had a bad night with the doctor, while Splamantha was buying a sex aid. Like that's what all the episodes are. I just, they talk about nothing else. They clearly the don't. The more I watch it, the more I dislike Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, I, I'm a oh, fan of Sex in the yeah. City, but Carrie Bradshaw, she's just like, oh, Samantha, you're such a slag. It's like. No, she's just she's just a confident woman, and she's proud of the fact that she's getting some more power to you, Samantha. It feels like historic, like like initially, Samantha was seen as the bad one, and Carrie Bradshaw was just the, the sweet girl. But you watch it like with twenty twenty four vision, and like you say, Samantha is just a proud, confident woman. Carrie's a fucking knob. Yeah, just a knobhead. Just a just really lovely guys that she dates she fucks them over for the sake of going back to this poisonous older man <laughs> all the time when she when she binned off aiden for mr big i swear to god i need through the tv out the out the window so angry with her what a horrible I've, I, woman i've asked a few like some women about this because I'm just like Aiden was perfect and they all just say but he's a bit boring I'm just like I'd 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 live with Aiden I'd have a Gibbons. lovely night with uh, Aiden <laughs> and a lovely day tall Gibbons. handsome oh yeah obviously <laughs> tall handsome <laughs> confident Geordie, Geordie. 
we could share our meat rations together. <laughs> Talk about the blitz. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch those Pathé News bulletins together on an evening. <laughs> There goes old Tommy off to fight over the sea. <laughs> what about the war effort back home? You can do your part. <laughs> By digging and putting some carrots in the ground. That's lo- Look at what this lovely lady's doing. That's right, you plant that carrot. One carrot means you killed one of our enemies. <laughs> oh, God. Love them. Love them. We must confound Jerry at every turn by growing our own <laughs> root vegetables. <laughs> he won't see it coming, nor will your husband when you present him with that lovely shepherd's pie. <laughs> this is the this is the the audio commentary that everybody wanted for in your house. It's time. This is I fail to see why anybody would complain about the analysis and criticism <laughs> in here. Look at her! Look at this! One of the longest running feuds begins here. Earl Hebner and Triple H. Shit fucking referee, you know, too big for his boots. Don't you dare put your hands on a contracted superstar, Earl. Shitbag. But look at this. This is like like planting the seed for Earl Hebner to cost Triple H the WWF title in 2000. Come on. Yeah, but we all know in Montreal they're in cahoots the whole time, so, you know. No, that's true. We haven't got to Montreal, Montreal yet, have we? Oh, God. That's, that's, that's all right. We're about a year away from that. Oh, no, but be 41 by the time that happens. The, the podcasts, by the time we get there, they're going to be, like, the regular raw podcasts are going to be four hours long each. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, need to kind of come up with some kind of strategy for, in the event that I'm still alive, when we get to, like, 2009, I need some sort of strategy for how do we how do we chew through a three-hour shit raw? And can keep it entertaining and moving along without doing five hour podcasts every week. Well, fuck when we get to Mania, mate. In the Mania's in the late noughties. We're both being our 50s. That, that's going to be awful. Just tired. If we be podcast, you'll probably just be downloading stuff straight into our, into our noses or something by that point. Sexy. It is rather. <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe we do pivot it to a classic country file review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. It'd be a lovely day. So it, it in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week, uh, Dave Meltzer says that Bill Oddie's found a new kind of thrush. <laughs> <laughs> he should wash his trousers, the dirty boy. Oh. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my phone call from Bill Oddie? So, um, Bill Oddie was available for interview in like 2010. It was to do with a, it was something to do with obviously birds and wildlife preservation. He was available for interview. And I put in a, but you kind of put in bids to interview people. And I put one in because I wanted to have a chat with Bill Oddie. It'd be amazing. And I didn't hear back. And I thought, okay, that's fine. And then it was at nine o'clock in the morning on the 1st of April that this phone number rings my mobile and they go, hello, is that Tom? I went, yeah, it is. He went, hi, Tom, it's 
Bill Oddie, how are you? And I told a few people in the office that I was I was yeah, expecting a call from Bill Oddie in comedy fashion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is it? Hiya, Bill. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, did you want to, you wanted to arrange it? Yes, I did indeed, Bill. Uh, very good, this, very good. Very convincing. And he went, what do you mean? <laughs> I went, is this Bill Oddie? And he went, yes, yes. Uh, we saw your email. Apologies, we've not got back to you. I was like, Oh, so, okay. Hi, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and we had an interview later that day. It was lovely. But I was just, I was convinced that Bill Oddie was lying to me. <laughs> I still have him in my phone. Was it my old phone? Probably my old phone. I had Bill Oddie's number in my phone. Notorious cheat and fraud Bill Oddie. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, I don't, I don't have Bill Oddie's number in my phone. I do have Billy from off of Lindisfarne. But not Bill Oddie. <laughs> Do you want to know the story behind I'm that? Actually, yeah, yeah, fuck it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm stumped at this one. Go on. It was an April Fool's thing again, right? We, we organised an April Fool's gag on the radio that they were doing a dance remix of Fog on the Tide. <laughs> We got we got Billy and um, one of the other founding members of Lindisfarne to come into the studio to plug it, and we had a, a Fog on the Tyne dance remix made <laughs> to play on the air. <laughs> we had fake adverts going out for the big top forty, uh, asking will the will the will the Lindisfarne will the Fog on the Tyne remix make it to number one this week. Uh, it was great fun. They they went off on about how like they were invited to David Guetta's house in <laughs> in Cyprus to record the track. <laughs> it's just great. See that that's 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 a good April Fool's prank. I'm into that. Yeah, I I never like the ones where it's like oh like like just something like shit or offensive or tasteless ones. I like them where they can be a bit silly and a bit fun. Yeah. I do think the internet's ruined April Fool's Day, though, because yeah. I'll be like on Instagram and it'll be like five in the afternoon and it'll be like, oh, you know, the moon's hit the planet. I'd be like, what? And they're like, April Fool's. It was like, that finished five fucking hours ago. <laughs> it's exactly. I, I get annoyed by the ones, by the friends of mine who they'll just tag themselves at BBC Radio 1 and they'll go, oh, on air in a minute. I was like, who's this for? Who's this April Fool's for? Yeah. Just you pretending that you've got a show on Radio 1. Oh, well done. <laughs> well done, I guess. Yeah, well done, Simon Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's it? yeah, what happened to you, Chris Moyles? Yeah, shove it up your ass, Mark and Lard. <laughs> Mark and or Lard. Oh, <laughs> go dust your dickhead. Mm. You... Oh, I hit them both, fuck it, that's fine. Yeah, why not? Big gold. Knocking out both lads with the big gold. He's like, if I can't have it, none of you fuckers can. <laughs> yeah. You'll never forget to name Gold Dust. <laughs> Sparkly Jason. <laughs> Sparkly Jason. <laughs> this is my brother, Sparkly Jonathan. <laughs> and together, together, we are the, the, the sparkling sparkle men. The sparkling siblings. Together we are the dynamic duo. Mark <laughs> Mara won, but it was a count Yay. out. 
Yay! That's uh, hopefully that's the end of their feud now. <laughs> Yay! You won, but it was a count out. Why? No, don't. De Mark Mero's right. Don't celebrate that. Yeah. It's a count out. You don't win the title. Good. Yeah. Good. Sable should have known that. <laughs> student of the game, Sable. Yes, famous student of the game. Rina Mero should have known she, that. She was taught by Rick Bogner. <laughs> Who wasn't? <laughs> so, Hunter survives by the skin of his teeth. Nice wild thing. Lovely. Mm. I watched him hit that on his 50th birthday last year. I think it was last year. He was, uh, I wasn't there. I watched it through Twitter. I didn't get invited. Um, he was on holiday and he was, and he was staying on a, at a, in like a, in a chalet near a big lake. And he did a, he did a wild thing off the, off the deck and into the lake below. It was lovely. It was majestic. Good lad. Still got it. Still got it. Have you still got his number in your phone as well? I'll have a look. <laughs> Sadly, I haven't got his number. I'm not <coughs> see if there's anybody else I can, any other showbiz names in my phone. Um, no, I think, uh, I think he's my, he's my, uh, I think Lindisfarne's my main flex when it comes to names in my phone. Uh, my main flex is either my window cleaner, Roy, or my friend Ron Mexico, one of the two. <laughs> Ron Mexico. Yeah. Is that? Oh, what, if that's not his real name, what's the origin of it? Um, I've just always known him as Ron Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to put the screen up, but I realised it's got his number on it, so I'm going to have to screenshot it and cover up his number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because otherwise he'll get inundated. Um, what am I doing? No, that's just highlighted it. That's that's not working. <laughs> there you go, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rob Mexico. Guess I'll have to go. Uh, I love his name, Rob Mexico. So, one of my oldest friends, one of my oldest friends is uh, a lad called Cos, Cos Ryan, and I'm saved in his phone as Justin Bieber. <laughs> Uh, so in order to combat that, I was like, how do I combat that? So he is saved in my phone as just the dog emoji. <laughs> I was about to say talking of Justin Bieber, but also talking of just the dog emoji. How good of a mood is Sid in tonight? Oh, he is a jolly boy. Look at him. He's got his shirt off outside the venue. <laughs> Having a fight with someone, he's having a great day. Oh, <laughs> beating everybody up. Look at his cat back to front. How are you doing, you kids? Oh, fuck it. Sid's amazing. <laughs> I fucking love Sid. 
How he never had like a heart attack or anything is beyond me. Like he must just, or burst a blood vessel at some point, the least. Just constantly wired. <laughs> Envious of the man. <laughs> He's just a ridiculous human being. He's everything a wrestler. He's nine foot be. tall. He... Yeah, nine foot tall, insane, red, and has uh, a perm. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a nightmare to mic up, clearly. All right. An absolute nightmare to mic up. Oh, here we go. Oh, come on. Terry Bam Bam Gordy, you have arrived, sir. This is going to be hot garbage, isn't it? Oh, yes. Am I right in thinking that it was only this year? <laughs> Come on, lad, get up the stairs. Uh, it was only this year that they released an executioner action figure. Yes, I think it's the first actual licensed Terry Gordy figure at all. But wow. one head one head is Bam Bam Terry Gordy, but then it also comes with the interchangeable executioner head if for some fucking reason you want the executioner um if you really hate wrestling you can make him look like the executioner instead whereas if you like the miracle violence connection um you shit out of luck because they've only made they really made terry gordy unless you get like a 1998 dr death steve williams figure <laughs> who is slightly shorter because he's made in a different way so you can't really sit them together he's made out of rubber and looks more like some kind of kind dt teacher <laughs> Goes Bat Taker from Survivor Series. That was that a was moment. Absolute bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, they've done this the wrong way around, really, because in theory, the executioner match should have been a build-up to another Mankind match. But no, in the infinite wisdom of the World Wrestling Federation, the, the Mankind match was a build-up to an executioner match, where we get to see his very special finisher, the thumb in the neck. <laughs> And that's what it's called. It would have been more effective if it was a thumb up the arse. Ooh. <laughs> that would have been a great finish. Pop. Pulled out like Jack Horner. <laughs> Who is it I was talking to? Was it Fraser about a, about the, the potential of a shit your pants match? Where the first wrestler to shit their pants loses. Imagine me in that, Jesus Christ. Oh, we'd be done for, mate. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even make it past the Titan, John. I'd just walk down, <laughs> put my hand in the air and go, oh, no, that's me, see you later. Do I still well, get paid? <laughs> but thing is, had that match become a thing and had executions finish a beat a thumb up the arse, it'd have been a speciality match. Jesus Christ. A lot of what ifs in that sentence, admittedly. Try, try to force prude you on your opponent's throat. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make him shit his pants! <laughs> Just punched him repeatedly in the stomach. Fuck off! Come on! <laughs> pushing, pushing, pushing his thighs down so he squats. <laughs> Sit him on a toilet so his muscle memory causes him to relax. <laughs> 
<laughs> Making him sniff a lot of poppers so that his sphincter just... <laughs> I'm here to make Terry Gordy shit his pants. <laughs> he already has! <laughs> oh, Terry, was this everything you wanted? Well, here we go! Do we think, though, that Terry Gordy made bank from this run? Uh, I hope so. Mm. A little bit, anyway. Because like, they weren't like doing mega money deals in the WWF at this point, but I don't know whether Terry just, whether he went here, thought, I'll do a few months here as the executioner and I'll make a big bag of money and then I'll, then I'll disappear. With my and then, I'll wait for that call from Fritz von Eric and everything will be all right. <laughs> It'll just be just toasty. I mean, it, this this match in itself is a delightful curiosity in the sense that it's a Terry Gordy match on WWF pay-per-view. Mm. Yeah, because I think the actual Freebirds were in the maybe in the 80s, definitely. I, I can't remember when, maybe like 86, 87. I think they were in the WWF for literally about a month and a half and have fucked off again. Vince saw how old they all were and decided to make them all managers. Yeah. But as as we've already like discussed at this point in time, Doc Hendricks is like thirty five years old. That's true. <laughs> A spry thirty-five. And that kids is why you shouldn't drink Jack Daniels every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Dave Meltzer, I can I can let you know that fret not for whilst this match isn't is 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 fine. It's not long. Okay, good, good. So you'll be relieved to know that we're probably about a third of the way through it already. Uh, do we have a timestamp, by the way? We certainly do. Uh, one hour and eight minutes, 47, 48, 49, 50. One hour, eight and 51 seconds now. Mm. You're watching along with us as Terry Gordy, the executioner, strikes with the thumb that was previously up Undertaker's ass. Undertaker reverses the whip, and oh, thumb to the back, near the bum. Here comes Taker now. He's going to stick his thumb all the way up Gordy's ass. There it is. Sniff your lunch. <laughs> Sniff your lunch. Sniff your lunch. Sniff your lunch. I've made myself feel sick saying that. Austin 316 says, I just shut my pants. Oh. And there he goes. Wrestling's so funny. Like I, 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 I love, love looking back and going. They hide these incredible wrestlers. They're just going to take away all that made them popular, and yeah. just do that. And and we and whilst WWE is still not perfect for that, they are a little less stressed about letting people come in and just be who they are. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this yesterday with. Um, Again, when we were talking about The Rock and then when he left, he's like, oh, you're not allowed to be The Rock because that's our character. But it's like, yeah, but surely if you allow... Actually, The Rock's a bad example, but say if they let go of, like, Dolph Ziggler. Why can't you let him be Dolph Ziggler elsewhere? Because he could come back in a few years and he's still got that name value. I don't, oh, I don't know. Well, and because... I, I know I know why, but, like, mm. but fuck off, WWE. It's about the money. Mm. They, want the, they want to own the full rights to his name and likeness. 
because when you don't when you let them go away and be Dolph Ziggler then it's a gray area about name and likeness because you're you're selling uh, people who are buying a show on an old WWE character so uh, should WWE get a cut of everything that he does as Dolph Ziggler mm. maybe that yeah. should be an option yeah like you, you can, can go and be Dolph Ziggler but you owe us a percentage of all the money you make what like an agent's fee Whoa. Yeah. yeah but you can but you can still be or you can leave the name here and go and find your own way and make all the money you could be zolf diggler loved it <laughs> i've enjoyed his work in tna so far that's been oh nice god i yeah 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 he's a great fit for them yeah that was that was uh yeah i watched hard to kill the other week that was a very good pay-per-view oh it's fantastic really really enjoyed the whole show just felt mm. like an old tna show but with a fresh coat of paint I still need to. I still need to watch uh, Josh Alexander versus Will Osprey because that was apparently a banger. I'd like anyone surprised. <laughs> uh, five and a half stars. Mm. Old Davy Boy Meltzer said he, he just can't get enough of Will Osprey. Can he? Fucking loves him. <laughs> Is, Dave's giving out a lot of five plus star matches now. Mm. Has wrestling just got exponentially better in the last two years? I just think it's just more synced up with his tastes. That's all. Right. Yeah. Because that's... that's ooh. Lovely. That's how I've always treated star ratings. I'm just like, bro, if Dave likes it, it's like, I, I, I like a similar kind of wrestling to Dave. So if he likes it, I'll probably like it rather than being like, no, he says it's five out of five. Therefore, it is the best. I'm just like, oh, if you like a similar kind of wrestling, then he's a good guy. I like this kind of wrestling where they're ripping the house apart. <laughs> That is true. You do like uh, Finders Keepers with Neil Buchanan. I do love Finders Keepers with Neil Buchanan. <laughs> I think there's not enough wrestlers that really take full advantage of the in-your-house set. Yeah, definitely not. Like, we saw it when NXT did in-your-house during the pandemic. And Keith Lee and Johnny hmm. Gargano had a lot of fun with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is great. Bringing the house down on the executioner. I was about to say, is this the end of this set? But I know for a fact it's not. So it, it, on the table, just like, sick of this. Shit house. <laughs> shit, it's literally shit house. Now they bring it back a few more times and eventually the In Your House sets become more bespoke. Yeah. By, I think, sort of mid-97. Yeah, because I was just thinking then, I was like, oh, but then I remembered the Canadian Stampede when they're bringing out the our foundation they're just all standing there diana's waving just like yes i live here <laughs> i feel like it's almost like a photo from a barbecue that they should have taken <laughs> quick now we're all together <laughs> Stu, get in the photo don't let Stu take the photo sad shaking oh no <laughs> they don't like taking Who... photos oh no oh so, so someone gave Stu cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, security! Some in trousers, one in Zubas. Right, these are all these are all going to be indie cindies, haven't they? They've all got to be like independent guys. That fella in the stripy Zubas has one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> one of them looked like Keith Hart, <laughs> <laughs> and not the one in the Zubas. <laughs> I like when you, I, I always like to, I should have, I might check out who they are when we get to the, to the next week, whether they were anybody noteworthy 
But you just yeah. suddenly get those indie, indie guys, they're breathing. You go, oh, my God, it's them. Well, so if it's indie guys in 1996, so it's British Bulldog. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can I be a security man as well? Just trying out something new. <laughs> it's me. It's sand, Sandman, Man Sand. Uh, it's, it's man made of sand. He's, he's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> he's a miracle of modern medicine. <laughs> <coughs> Genuinely choked a little bit then. <laughs> Bulldog at ECW. You're all very noisy. <laughs> Just calm down. You can't say bugger on television. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to get extreme. Listen here, Sir Douglas, you plop. <laughs> You're a ruddy idiot, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they put him in a straitjacket. Oh, that's where <laughs> the big picture comes from. Do event security have that jurisdiction? Apparently they do. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mind my P's and Q's next time. At, I'm at Newcastle Arena. <laughs> otherwise that heartbreaker the zoo bass is gonna have you commit <laughs> gorilla's there oh maybe gorilla had the straight jacket and gorilla's like hey put him in a straight jacket tony yeah. <laughs> tony Gurria, who looks alarmingly like uh, a guy that made the tea hang on a minute <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he swam all the way back to his own planet. <laughs> this is fantastic. That cut was brilliant. I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> He's just getting out of the water, just looking slightly pissed off. All the bad things I've ever said about Kevin Dunn, they've all been wiped clean. <laughs> just for that. Undertaker's in a different part of the building, which suggests to me that Executioner wasn't pushed down the stairs. He just trips. <laughs> <laughs> he just got bored and thought he was going to have a roly-poly. Wee! <laughs> Here I go! I'm getting paid loads for this. I win! <laughs> Needed a bath. <laughs> I'll save you some time after the show. <laughs> Anyone got any matey? <laughs> They cut back and he's just having a lovely little lather up in the, in the <laughs> river. You, you got Doc Hendricks next to him wearing the lowest slung jeans you've ever seen. Just nothing but pubes. Just like, yeah. <laughs> he's back. He's doing a lovely little dad run to the ring as well. Oh, got to get back for the finish. Okay, here we go. Sorry, he's I'm late. dry. <laughs> he's dry. <laughs> Maybe the, maybe he got handed the towel on his way in. <laughs> Dab down. Oh, no, actually, no, if you look on the canvas, there's a wet mark on the canvas. No. He's left a bit of a wet mark. I love how he ran back and for the finish. Mark Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's soaking. It's all oh, yeah. coming out of his shoes. Fucking hell. Good night. He should have come back and had like a big massive fish stuffed down his pants. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I think they should have had tugboat save him. <laughs> just going past on a on a down easter. Just picks him up, brings him to land. See, no, I'm, I'm just imagining tugboat like swimming to, but not actually moving his limbs, just floating across the water, smiling, just like. 
<laughs> like David Hasselhoff in the SpongeBob booth. Exactly, yes, but far slower. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> My mate Fred. So that was the Armageddon match. I mean, it was worth it just for that fucking bump into the water. <laughs> What was the point of making it an Armageddon match if you're only going to use the whole pin them and let them get back to their feet gimmick for the finish? Yeah, yeah. You might as well just gone, no DQ. Have fun, lads. Yeah. They should have made it a, if Terry Gordy gets wet, we all get to go home match. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's trying to chuck him in the river and he's holding back going, no, no, we're all going. <laughs> get in there, Terry. No, no. <laughs> My mum said I can't get wet. I'm going to take, take a chase in it with a hose. <laughs> Put a stain on the end so it sprays. Why can't he get wet? Will he multiply like Gremlins? Oh, God. <laughs> Gremlins 3 is just like a naughty Terry Gordy eating after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple Terry Gordys. There's a sexy Terry Gordy. There's a wacky Terry Gordy. (laughs) Why, Michael Hayes, we just want to be civilized. (laughs) Are these these the actions of a civilized free bird? Clearly not. (laughs) Um, Dave Meltzer. Fucking love the brain gremlin. Oh, oh, more fighting by the fucking river. <laughs> we saw this earlier, him and Sean having a fucking shoot, a fucking kickoff. Go on, Pat, get him! <laughs> the fact that Sid was just kicking like a child, like, fuck off. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, it was just dangerous. <laughs> Do you know who should play Pat Patterson in a biopic of his life? Uh, I was just the Pat Butcher, <laughs> Nathan Lane. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh God! And then um, you could be Gerald Briscoe, Tommy Lee Jones as Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> oh, right. Brett's pissed off because he's cut a promo this time playing Sean's music. <laughs> I'm so glad we're getting this, this Brett Hart run of him just being a miserable tosser. <laughs> I can't help but think that that wasn't planned and it was just Sean going, ah, oh, fuck it, play me music now. <laughs> just to piss him off. He is headlining the Alamo Dome. Alamo Dome. The biggest show in years in January. He's looking fucking jacked as well. Yeah, he's looking like a unit. So main event o'clock. On the In Your House, It's Time pay-per-view. One thing I was going to mention was when I saw Tony Gurria. Um, <laughs> you, please take time, if you can, to see uh, some footage from 
GCW's event over the weekend. I think it was called Look at Me, where we have a surprise appearance by the American Giant. <laughs> I saw you put this in the work chat before, but I forgot to click it because I had to go make coffee. I'm going to watch this in a bit. Fantastic. It's just, I, there might be story behind the wrestler. Please forgive me. I don't know who they are, but I know it's a very tall man who's coming out with a gray wig on and very furry gray eyebrows and wrestling like a lumbering giant. <laughs> <laughs> and he is over like fuck. I'm still I'm still waiting for the return of James Adultman. He was my favourite. Ah, oh, we all miss James Adultman. He was definitely an adult. It's the fact he came out to the fucking Pink Panther theme as well. <laughs> Wrestling's bollocks, I love it. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> well, what's left of the house, Brett's got to walk through. <laughs> oh, <it> looks... <laughs> it's not even a goddamn front door. Is this a... <laughs> How you treat, is this how you treat the hitman Bret Hart? Fuck. <laughs> how am I going to deliver these packages from Amazon if there's no front door for me to knock on? I'm just going to have to leave them in some kind of trash can. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck he's from. But <coughs> Wisconsin. Did you, did you like the, uh, did you see the, the Brett Amazon crossover? I, I saw it when it was announced, but I didn't bother watching the video of him delivering presents because I thought it just hurts to look at Bret Hart sometimes yeah it was it was exactly what you thought it was it was Bret Hart delivering presents delivering packages it was like an AI made it <laughs> here you go here's 30 double a batteries yep <laughs> cheers <laughs> you just signed for it no uh I beat Goldberg yeah great mate cheers cheers mate I'm, 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 I'm that's the reason I'm that's the reason I'm delivering packages because Bill Goldberg cost me ten million fucking dollars. <laughs> but mate, you're letting the cold in. Can I just can I just go in? <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> hang on, hang on. This is for thirty-five. We're thirty-three. Thirty-five's over the road. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Knocking on thirty-five. No one answers. The real Amazon story of <laughs> you Bret see Hart. the curtains upstairs twitching, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in the designated safe space. Okay. Just put his... It'll fit through the letter, but just just post just, just post it. It'll fit through. No, you got to sign for it. <laughs> I think I think they should have. <laughs> If only he was still with us, God bless. If Bret Hart was going to do Amazon, fucking Bulldog should have done every. <laughs> <laughs> fucking punted packages into the garden. Hey, I love. <laughs> I know what Fragile means, but fucking have it. <laughs> is he one of them hotshot designers, is he? <laughs> oh, I got, I got to fill out one of these little blue forms. Couldn't be fucks to deliver. <laughs> right, pop that back. <laughs> Someone waiting for a delivery and they get a little note through it that says, it's in pub. <laughs> With me. <laughs> I liked what you bought, so I have kept it. Please find 13 pounds <laughs> to recover. Many thanks, Dave. Like 13 quid in three, in three, in three, in two really crusty fivers and some coin. <laughs> the thing he robbed off him as well was a fucking new MacBook. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, 13 pounds. 
That should cover it. There's <laughs> a mistake. It says a MacBook. It's clearly a laptop. <laughs> Not a book at all. Shit book, this. <laughs> it's got no pictures in it. It's just all words. <laughs> Boring. It's all back to front. I use windows. <laughs> Get that. Call it a window. I can't see fuck all through it. <laughs> the only thing I know how to do on computer is run Doom. That's it. <laughs> Shitbag. Just run Doom. <laughs> Just Davy Smith in the fucking Apple store. Does this run Doom? <laughs> Hello, so-called genius. Does it run Doom? <laughs> It's pointing at a pair of headphones. These run Doom. <laughs> Can't play Doom on these. I play Doom on my watch. It's Amex. <laughs> the watch is broken. It says it's 19 o'clock. There's no such thing as 19 o'clock. <laughs> when it goes up to 12. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> So what's Dave here? Is Davey the every driver or is he this Davey buying technology? <laughs> Fucking uh, We went from Bret Hart on Amazon to Davey voice <laughs> trying to play Doom on a watch. In record time as well. Ah, uh, we need uh we need oh fucking hell. I don't know. I don't know what we need. <laughs> well we need an outlet to up bollocks, and thankfully we have one because we have shit in your house pay views that last two hours. <laughs> Sid and Brett, and this is Sid's biggest challenge because it's Brett who's a proper wrestler. Mm. <laughs> oh. Lovely running stump. I just I just need to do a hard reset. All that's going through my head now is just like Davy Boy Smith in different situations, like fucking Tobias Funke. <laughs> like a. <laughs> I was thinking more like Mr. Ben. <laughs> As if by magic. Ah, oh, Tom appeared. <laughs> Get in that cover, Davey, you twat. Today, you're going to wear, you're, you're going to dress like a maid and I'm going to fucking batter you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> i got to go and deliver these every parcels first. <laughs> I'm on the clock. <laughs> I I, I'm, this is just me letting out some frustration with every. <laughs> uh, have you been on the receiving end of some bad every service recently? Oh, or do you yes. just hate them in general? Yes, recently. Because mm. uh, I ordered a laundry basket from every. And and they they left a little note saying we couldn't deliver it. And I said, please put in the desired safe space. And the following day, they I went back and they went, the safe space did not uh, meet our customer values on safe spaces and they sent me a photo of them placing the item in the place in question and then fucking took it with them and then and they did it again and then it and then it and then it said your parcel's been delivered i was like no it hasn't i rang their (laughs) call center they called me back two days later and they went yeah we're at a loss for why this has happened You've clearly put this is your safe this is your safe place to leave it and they haven't left it there. 
I said, it's almost like they've taunted me by leaving it there and then taking it away. Just a picture of a fella putting his like, shit-filled undies into the laundry basket as well. He's like, ah, have them. <laughs> I was like, he can have it if he wants it. <laughs> You're like 18 quid, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's yours. It was just the way they went, yeah, we're at a loss for what's happened. <laughs> like, Great. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know, Tom, that I've been buying absolute shite recently. Oh, tell us about the shite that Jack Atkins has been buying. I'll try and show you one of it on top of me bookcase, but I got the old... Oh, no, you can't see it. I got the old CW Nitro Arena for 30 quid the other day. And uh, I also bought, I'm waiting for it in the post, a Frank Sidebottom tea towel. Fantastic. You've been buying some lovely shite. <laughs> I bet you didn't even need a tea towel. No, no, no. All all my tea is dry. <laughs> Chicken dippers every night. I was going to say, is that why you're thirsty all the time? <laughs> I have a diet of crackers. That's it. We've been using HelloFresh for our tea. We've been doing Gusto, which is the similar thing. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Especially in January, it's dead cheap. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I can't be asked to think about what we're cooking, so I make five random choices. Although the one week we forgot to choose, mm. and they sent and, and they said, "Look, okay, we've picked five things you'll like." I was like, "Oh, Al, it's this dealer's choice this week." Ooh. Was it five things you'd like, or was it? It was. You know what? Five very delicious yeah. meals. We were, all of them went down a treat. Very nice. Uh, all, all you know, easy for me just to slag off hello, uh, every, but I will give props to HelloFresh. <laughs> That's props to HelloFresh. Yeah, and if they'd like to sponsor, or Gusto, if either would like to sponsor this podcast, super up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want us to do one of those things before we start talking bollocks on a day where I just go, or you just go, hey, this is sponsored by HelloFresh. Now, Davey Boy Smith, he is a joke. Well, I'll tell you what isn't a joke. The fantastic range of meals that you can get on Gusto. <laughs> Even though you've just outlined Davy Boy Smith, he's a joke. My heart sank. I was like, oh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a bit cutting. <laughs> that's a bit mean. Even oh, though okay. we've trashed well, his legacy for at least three years now. <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll go. Dave Boy Smith, he's our favourite, but a close runner-up is Gusto with their <laughs> fine selection of meals. We'd have to just make a skit where Davy Boy Smith prepares a Gusto meal. Yeah. Oh, Diane, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, don't worry, Davey. Just follow the menu and the and the recipe and the method and all it's... It, oh, but I don't know how to measure things out in kegs and libs. What's a lib? <laughs> well, don't worry, because they've done it all the measuring for you. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> I can have an extra long bath before dinner. <laughs> thank you, Gusto. I don't know why they want to spend money with us. I really don't. Sausages, my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Their sausages, oh, delicious. Did you cook them, Davy? Oh, fuck. <laughs> they're supposed to. Yeah, Davy, they're raw. Oh, I was on roll once. <laughs> I wondered why I shit the bath earlier than usual. <laughs> earlier than usual. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
<laughs> Don't tell Diana, but I haven't chose this meal. It's from my Gusto selection this week. <laughs> Dave, you left all the wrappers on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Rumbled. It takes me no time at all, which means more time in the bath and more time on Doom. Thank you, Gusto. <laughs> There's so many recipes in there, like sausages, cup of soup, toast, pottage, sweets, egg, butter. It's dinner, Diane. Davy, that's that's you've emptied a, a you've emptied a tin of sweet corn onto a plate. That's right. It's from Gusto. <laughs> you have to follow the recipe. That's not the meal, Davy. You, you, that's an ingredient in the meal. What's an ingredient? For <laughs> many years since I ran my chain of very popular, very famous restaurants, where it's only one meal at a time by one item. So this idea of blending the foods confuses me. <laughs> I looked on the Gusto website and I couldn't find botulism, and that's what all my restaurants <laughs> specialised in. <laughs> I looked up botulism and it took me to Matthew Gregg's Twitter. <laughs> I think I spelt it wrong. Gusto. <laughs> they don't spend money with us after this. I don't know what I, I don't know what we got to do. I mean. Callers, that's all I'm saying. If if Jimmy Gusto's out there, I think we've done more than enough to win that endorsement. <laughs> Jimmy Gusto, get in. Get on this gravy train with Gravy King British Bulldog. Talking of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm the executioner. And when I'm not rolling <laughs> when I'm not rolling down the stairs into the ravine, I like to I like to use Gusto for my dinners. I was so happy, I rolled all the way back down again. Here we go. <laughs> what, you, what do you think about Gusto's choice of meals? Former Intercontinental Champion Ahmed Johnson. Gusto! I can't, I didn't even think of anything. I just went to go into it and nearly fell out of my chair. <laughs> full, full disclosure. <laughs> You're going down to the shops to sign up to Gusto. <laughs> it's like being enrolled into the army. There's just a chef outside. I was just like, excuse me, young man. Have you ever thought about delicious home-cooked meals? <laughs> well, I thought about the Gusto. Dad said, son, you must be high. <laughs> and I said... Yes, £2.50 a serving. That's <laughs> up my old man's advice. Three a, lovely dinners. A Ben Folds 5 reference is deliciously highbrow for this podcast. It is rather, isn't it? Yeah. Saw them live about 10 years ago. They were great. Yeah? Yeah, in Birmingham. What's up, my mum? To go and see Ben Folds 5. <laughs> great. Bulldog loves Ben Ford's five. He thought it, he thought it was a tag team. I'm confused though, because I could only see at least two of them. It's like, there's three, Davy. That's at least two. <laughs> I can only fold twice. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Who's a prick? Uh, Gusto. Um, <laughs> Sid and Brett are having a lovely match, by the way. Um, they are. They are. Yeah, I, I feel bad about it. I think I, when when Sid's with the right dance partner, he has a lovely time. Yeah. And he's uh, and and he's very well back. But then if he's with the wrong person, boy howdy, does it fall off the rails? Because. <laughs> Because we had Sid and Diesel in the oh, summer yeah. of '95, and uh, oh, they were horrible matches. <laughs> that was just before I jumped on board. Mm, you missed the trick there. Yes, yes, yes. Instead, I had the fallout of King Mabel. Oh, you lucky boy! Hey. <laughs> Oh, Brett's having a little sleep. He's oh, there he is! Yes, here's the boy. Take that, you boning bastard! Get in there, you miserable ass! I do like this running thread through the show that just Steve Austin is just a hey! bastard. He's back. The amount of time I saved on my dinner with Gusto, I've got time to kick the fuck out of you. I tell you what's not stone cold. The chips are made. <laughs> Cooked to perfection, thanks to Gusto's handy instructions. <laughs> and even if you're an idiot like me and fuck it up, you can still get a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> because they're so cheap, you've got money for a kebab after. Maybe a can of pop too. Thanks, Gusto. <laughs> uh, pulled off that wasn't in the script. I know, but it's real, isn't it? <laughs> People like me because I'm every man. It's all in me. I could be the boss right now. <laughs> Everyone from A to Z. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, how could Whitney Houston be every woman? <laughs> That's just cumbersome. Is our Diana Whitney Houston? <laughs> Apparently. Based on based on what Whitney Houston has said <laughs> in her in her appraisal, in her manifesto. But how, how could Whitney Houston be every woman when Shaka Khan's every woman? Which one <laughs> of them is every woman? And more Someone's importantly, a fib. Which, which one of them's coming home to a lovely home-cooked dinner from Gusto? <laughs> well, don't worry, because you can order up to five plates worth of food per serving. And whatever's left Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston and every woman come round, you'll be sure to feed them. But there's not a, there's not enough here for you, Bruce. No, no, no. <laughs> you can have some scraps from Ben. <laughs> one, one of the um, one of the complaints I get when I'm on the main podcast is um, I I <laughs> I drive a choke into the ground. <laughs> and to that, if you're one of those who complained as such, I say, yeah, fair. Yeah. It, this is this is why I like the uh, these watch alongs, these uh, retro reactions. Trademark is um, because usually on the week to week podcast we do actually have stuff to talk about, but because we're just watching wrestlers, like oh no, fuck it, is a flight of fun. What if Al Snow was in the Supremes? What if <laughs> what if um, Mark Merrow owned a farm? What if 
These are the questions that you won't find answers to on any other wrestling podcast. No, not at all. Like, there's so many out there. Like, the one thing I always say to people when some people ask me, like, about, like, making a podcast work i always say look try and be a difference in the market don't just do the same old shit that everybody else is doing what makes yours different uh, in the way that you deliver it the way that the content is make it different mm. and so for us it's going on a 15 minute flight of fancy about bulldog getting a gusto sponsorship <laughs> no one and else is doing that references to honor blackman uh usually some kind of like early 90s comedy show that had six episodes and four people watched you know we we cast a wide net and catch fucking no one (laughs) (laughs) but we continue to cast a wide net and that was a that was a big kick out by brett after that lovely choke slam yeah always got a lovely choke slam on him sid i remember sid being one of the first people to do a choke slam hmm like I don't remember anybody else doing a choke slam before him at WrestleMania eight. Yeah, thinking about it, because I, I I've seen it like obviously um, Kiritawe and uh, all Japan's like the master of the choke slam, but I never realised that he was credited with inventing it as well. I just always ah. assumed it was one of those moves that had been around since like nineteen fifty two, but apparently not. No, there is a there is a legit owner to it. Okay, Sean and Brett, are we getting a little bit of a to do here? No. Oh, he took his eye off the prize, the silly bastard. Oh. It looks like he's going to punch somebody. Sean looks quite tired. <laughs> now he said, "I know why he was wearing those massive sunglasses to the ring. He's been up all night partying." Oh, that's probably what it is, isn't it? He knows he's not wrestling, so he can just. <laughs> Can relax a bit. Oh <laughs> shit! He does look twatted, doesn't he? Oh, bloody hell! No, it's the one thing he didn't want to happen. <laughs> this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> that man in the front row's got flowers, and they're going to Sid. Power bomb with authority, Sydney. There he is. Not a bad fight. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Still the boy. Uh, what? Um, uh, Dave gave that three stars. Wow. Okay. It is, oh, is that because Bret Hart was in it, so it instantly gets half a star? Yeah. It, it goes up a couple off the bat, off the fact that Bret's in there. Mm. Which is uh, always a bonus when you Sid. <laughs> really fun match. Yeah, really yeah. Good stuff. Sets us up nicely for the Alamo Dome. Alamo Dome. The Alamo yeah, Dome. I mean, no, like, like you said, it was it was a fairly middle of the road in your house, but it wasn't bad. It was perfectly fine. Cromulent. It was a cromulent show. Now, unfortunately, in a few minutes' time, this is where our evening ends. But if you were lucky enough to be there in the crowd for this one you had a couple of other matches mm. oh hang on a minute brett decking shawnee boy oh that's interesting because i gave brett a little bit of stick for doing the thing where he pulls the shirt over the guy's head and starts pummeling him during his <laughs> 2010 run thought it looked it's... really crap i was like this this is a thing he does 
That's it's hockey fight tactics, isn't it? He loves his hockey. Well, I'm gonna take that video down. <laughs> that video that is currently doing really well for us as a company. Yeah. Shut it down. What's it on? Shut it all way? down. Shut it all down. Shut it all down. Uh, what's it on? Just keen to know. It was uh, five weeks ago. It went up. Bye, Vince. Thanks for uh, all memories. Even though they weren't so great. Basically, 111,000 views. That's very nice. Fucking hell. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Let's keep going to a quarter of a mil. Then I'll have a dinner. <laughs> oh, Brett. Oh, Sean takes a bit of a bump, bump on his bumps there. Yeah, he bumped for Brett. So they still. They didn't fully hate each other at this point. Oh, but they will. Oh, they fucking oh, will. But they will. So before these l very lucky fans go home, they are treated to Baracus beating Dr. X, a.k.a. Mm. Tom Pritchard, and Steve Austin beating Goldust. Hmm. So Steve Austin sending the fans home happy. Hmm. Oh, Sean's going to kick teeth down the throat of Brett. It's not Brett's teeth, just some teeth. Some, what's going on here? Oof. Some angry fans there giving some verbal to Sean. And that is in your house. It's time. Time is up. Well done, everybody. <laughs> we got through another one. We saved the kingdom. Um, what were your thoughts on In Your House? It's time. It was perfectly fine. Yeah, cromulent, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rumbled Just... along nicely. What about you, Tom? What did What did you think? I thought, as as you said, like it wasn't exceptional, but I thought that the opener with Al and Flash was really good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, in fact, we talked all over it. Great to see <laughs> Davey Boy Smith playing such a key role in this in tonight's festivities. Uh. Hunter and Mike Mera had a fun match, and those two there had a good match. Even Undertaker and the Executioner was better than I thought it was going to be. Just for seeing Terry Gordy roly-poly into a <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. It was great. And this is the point where we roly-poly into the metaphorical moat ourselves and into the ravine that is oblivion. Uh, this week, so this is going out on the 31st of January. It's my birthday. Thank you very much. And what have you got on this week, Jack Atkins? I've got a lovely orange hat and a grey hoodie. Looks lovely. Thanks. Uh, no, no hold and give this week. We've been off for a couple of weeks just because of logistics and the real world implications of everything WWE and the Royal Rumble, etc. So hopefully back in the first week of Feb. Uh, aside from that, just stay tuned to cultaholic.com. Lovely stuff. Secret what? projects? Uh there's, uh, well, I've started doing research and a bit of writing of, uh, well, we'll be working together, Tom. We will be. That's all we can tell you at this point. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a two hour long video of us cooking uh, a week's worth of Gusto meals <laughs> while uh, I pretend to be Al Snow and you pretend to be Bad News Brown. Uh, <laughs> don't, mate, don't threaten anybody with a good time like that. <laughs> Do not imagine that. Fuck me. Time. Just single-handedly getting the cultaholic business shut down. <laughs> be amazing. We're all out of work, but we had a good time. <laughs> That's how I end most of my jobs. 
what about yourself, apart from taking some time off and enjoying your birthday, you big fuck? Obviously, as well as that. Obviously, as well as that. Um, Gabby Tuft is on the podcast feed this week. Now, Gabby Tuft, you may uh, not know that particular name, but you mm. may know the name Tyler Rex. And Gabby Tuft transitioned three years ago, uh, and we're going to be talking about the story that Gabby has, as the road that Gabby has taken yeah. as she plans to make an in-ring return. So really excited to share with you the conversation with Gabby Tuft. That's going to be a really lovely conversation. Uh, if you haven't done so already, last week we did a deep dive into the WWE purchase of Netflix. Sorry, the WWE deal with Netflix. Heaven forbid it was the other way around. Uh, we looked at the WWE deal with Netflix and uh, I spoke to quite a few industry people about some of the ramifications of this. Uh, big thanks to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics for jumping on Cultaholic and giving us a chat about the numbers at this one. Uh, massive thank you to Kate from Fightful for talking about some of the uh, uh, some of the implications of this as well. Uh, we spoke to uh, BJ Colangelo from Slash Film, editor at Slash Film, about how this deal could potentially be the death knell of cable television. Mm. A big point to make. Uh, we also spoke to Paul Nichols from Hooked on Wrestling. We had the watch party with them on the weekend. And this deal could lead to the end of their business, which mm. is uh, a side of which probably people hadn't thought about. We'll hear from Paul. Speak to Brian Keniston, who is the marketing manager and lead commentator for OVW, about how Netflix impacted uh, their happenings at the Davis Arena. So we hear from Dave, from him, him as well. All brand new interviews and all punctuated with Cultaholics Tribal Editor-in-Chief, Aidan Gibbons, as well, talking us through the, uh, the, the, the granular of one of the, big, one of the big news stories of last week. One of them, not the biggest, <laughs> one of the big stories of the week. That's on the podcast feed waiting for you right now. And uh, yeah, I forgot to, I forgot to uh, congratulate on it because I did listen to that, even though... Um... When the story broke, me, me and Aiden were talking about it. I was like, Aiden, can you write all this? Because this kind of stuff doesn't intrigue me. And he was like, oh, I found it really interesting. He doesn't sound like that. He was like, I found it really interesting. I was like, well, fill your boots. I'm going to write about Curry Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, ex excellent bit of work. Um, Thank you. It was a fucking turnaround time, you lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> It was a sickening turnaround time, to be fair. Even by my standards, it was within like yeah. 20 hours, I think it was online. Brilliant. Absolutely that, brilliant. Oh, bless you. Hey, and for uh, all the latest wrestling news throughout the week, uh, you can check out cultaholic.com. He's at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. We're at Gusto on Twitter. <laughs> it saves me so much time at the end of my day and it gives me more time to play Doom and plot the next step of my restaurant empire. Thanks to Gusto, I can make a burger in three minutes. It's not how it works, Dave. You still have to cook the burger meat. Oh, I've made a terrible error. <laughs> Listen up, dudes. Brother, if you want to mix shit in the Thunder Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> that was half-baked. Unlike the good recipes you can get from Gusto. <laughs> Stay Gusto. I love you, bye. Love you, Gusto. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 